the morning sickness relapse with uh, intern Jeremy. That's right, guys. Welcome in to the Morning Sickness Relapse, your behind-the-scenes, in-depth look into the world of Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I'm your host, intern Jeremy. Thank you for joining us this week. On this week's episode, we do a recap of the big Easter keg hunt and U-Fest 2019 and all the backstage happenings. And we also talk about Brady's new truck and hashtag Ching Chavez. What's going on, Johnny? Hey, Jeremy. We've well, begun. We have. Go on. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? How's your week going? It's going. Is it okay? Is there anything yeah. you want to bring up or talk about that's like personal? No, I'm okay. good. Just checking, making sure nobody ever asks you if you need anything. No, that's that's yeah. true. It is true. Does that yeah. bother you? I mean, it doesn't mean anybody's no. going to get you anything. It's just Not do you really. need anything, and then you'd tell us and be like, oh, well, they're over there. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like if someone said, "What do you need, Jeremy?" What would you answer right now? Oh. Well, I had asked like, you. What's I, the first thing that just came to mind? I need a hookup in Vegas. You need a Vegas hookup. So, yeah. that's for, so it's a so it's a short term thought. Short term thought. Yeah. Instead of saying, "What do you need?" You wouldn't say like, I mean, you know, "More money," but that's not anybody else's. That's why you're going problem. to Vegas, right? That isn't anyone else's problem. That's true. So me me saying, "Well, I just need more money." That's not really. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Hmm. I'm doing pretty good, other than that. All right, that's good. Yeah. Well, good. Then I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Mission accomplished. See, look at you. America's and it still came across as quite caring. It did. Yeah. You're a great actor. I, I think so. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, because I really don't care. But yeah, because you're right. I mean, there's, there couldn't be, like, I could try harder to care less, but I don't think it's, I don't it's think it's. It's just not there. You're at bottom. There. This is it. <laughs> I'm walking around in the muck. Well, uh, we're, we uh, made it through uh, U-Fest and the Easter Keg Hunt. We did. What sticks out to you? Easter keg hunt is Brady's kind of stomach. it's it's <laughs> poor Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's what sticks out to me was how big the crowd was at U Fest and how touchy feely they were. Molly yeah. was was everywhere. Evidently, it was a very hands on group. A lot of touching. A lot of people, not just shaking hands, but touching, touching shoulders, yeah. uh, holding. Uh, it was a lot of hands on Molly work. Molly's everywhere. Yeah. They, uh, but it's just your America's sweetheart. They just yeah. want to touch. It wasn't just touch me. Greatness. I was watching it. It was they're touching everything. Yeah, uh, there was a I lot of touching. One of our former uh, promo yeah, Kenny. assistants. He Kenny. was high on Molly, yeah. and it was weird. And that was the first person that I was like, "Why is this guy touching everybody?" And then I'm like, "Oh, somebody said Molly," and I'm like, "Oh." And then I started to notice. Oh, wait. That's why all these people around here can't stop touching everything. And it was in VIP. That's what. Yeah, I was it was going bad. Around. Well, he shouldn't have been. He yeah. touched somebody properly and got back there. I didn't know he was allowed at any events. Since he I didn't think so either because he was fired, if yeah, I recall correctly. Yeah, he was ceremoniously. <laughs> I've got the hiccups suddenly. I hope that doesn't get in the way. That's fine. <laughs> Listen, it's it's. I was about to say it's live radio, but it's not. It's not. You can't really edit out hiccups. It would be. <laughs> it sound like it'll sound, you sound like a, you'll sound like a Isn't that robot. ironic? If you edited out my hiccups, it, it would make hiccups. That's true. So Just keep them in, man. I don't know where that came from. I haven't had hiccups in a long time. Yeah, Kenny was uh, hugging me, uh, getting teary-eyed, saying he was missing us. And people on Molly don't just touch. They like touch and rub and caress. Mm. There's a lot of caressing on Molly. What's the difference between Molly and ecstasy? <clears throat> I don't know. Is Molly just another name for it? I think it might be. Okay. Is it's the EDMD or whatever they call that? MDMA? That, MDMA, that's it. I don't know. I think they're both the same. I'm, I'm not, not hip enough to know either. all those. And I also am afraid of it. I'd like to try it, but everybody who's ever said, "Oh, you'd love this. This is great," and then they say, "But only if it's pure, because if it's laced with stuff, you'd like have a nightmare." And I'm like, <laughs> See, well, I, don't I don't want like that. that. I don't understand why anybody would take that chance." Yeah, I I know. I've heard people say that, like, "Oh, well, it changes your mind forever." Yeah, and well, I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I don't know if 
if it, I don't want it to go in the bad direction. Yeah, but you, when you say that, it changes your mind forever. What if you like? Then all of a sudden, it's like I change my mind about how round the Earth is. Yeah, and now oh, you're an no. idiot. Or you're like, I changed my mind about equality. <laughs> oh no! And like, oh no! I don't want my mind to be changed. Do you know who is making a lot of sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the Nazis. Yeah. It's like, uh oh, here we go. Yeah, I don't want things to change my mind. I have a little sensory uh, adventure Experience, with you, nice, and then yeah. go back to being me. Yeah. I have a friend who went to Burning Man and came back a different person because of acid. Ooh, yeah. It's like it changed everything, man. My perspective on life and all that. I'm like, no, you're still doing the same job. You just talk more a lot about bullshit. It seems to make Quote, you unquote, talk about bullshit. Yeah, they're enlightened, but it sounds more like bullshit. That's the same thing as the ayahuasca down in South America. Oh, that's the drink? Yeah, and it looks disgusting. And yeah. what you do is you go see some shaman in the middle of the forest, and you're like in a hut. And basically, you trip for four days straight. No. All you do is puke. And it like they've proven that it rewires your brain. No shit. Yeah. And but so, it, well, doesn't your brain need rewiring in that case? Like, wouldn't you drink that because you want your mind changed? I think so. So you're more yeah. susceptible and open to everything being different when you're done because that's what you're. You kind of you kind of tainted the the waters by saying I need a change, and this stuff supposedly does it. You've already talked yourself into it before you drink it. Yeah, placebo effect. Yeah. Maybe. Is that what that is? Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, you you think it's going to work, so it works on. Well, some yeah, I level. think. Well, I think it's this power of suggesting that this is what I'm going to do, and this is the thing that's going to get me there. So you drink it, and then, and then whatever's happening is changing your mind, rather than just an experience that's happening. You're looking at it for answers, so you change. Yeah, I heard someone You're talking about anyway. it, and they're like, because they're like, and you puke the whole time. That sounds awful. And I'm like, uh, you know, that's food I, poisoning. Yeah, I don't. I'm not super. The bo- that's the body saying. Yeah, don't do this. Just like when you drink too much and you start puking, that's when the body's like, you've reached your limit. Yeah, we got to get some of the poison. When you take one sip of something and and you start puking, normally you'd be like, you know, I think I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you took a bite of food and like, ooh, I got really kind of a rush from that, and I'm going to vomit for 10 minutes. Yeah. You're like, mm, I'm probably not going to eat that lasagna anymore. Hey, look, I'll it's bad for you. Yeah, the sausages aren't good. And uh, of the performances you saw at U-Fest, did you, did you have a favorite? Did one stick out the most? Uh, Killswitch was great. I liked, actually, everybody's really good. Limp Biscuit, and I didn't get to watch them as much as I stood side stage and heard it. They just put on a fun show. They, they were they, yeah. fun. And I think it's because my bar was so low, in fairness. Parkway Drive was great. I liked POD. I yeah. caught the tail end of that. Uh, but I really liked, um, I thought Limp Biscuit stood out as like, man, these guys are pros. And they deliver a performance, and it was just jump up and down, have fun, be stupid, not, nothing's that important, and uh, let's just have fun, and that's exactly what happened. And that huge crowd that was going crazy for them just proves all the people that they say, oh, I hate Limp Bizkit, they're douchebags, they're all lying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. People can hate all they want on that kind of stuff. When somebody's just up there trying to have a good time, then I can't, yeah. I can't fault them too badly. Are they the most, you know, are they deep and life-changing? And no. But they They're don't try to be, and that's the best part. Hot dog and yeah. biscuits and come on. But that's the good thing about it is is they're they're kind of in on the joke because they don't try to be. Yeah. He doesn't try to come out like, well, this hot dog is really a song about this. Yeah, I don't think they're doing the Eddie Vedder thing. I, I wouldn't take Fred oh, Durst okay. too seriously okay. when he comes okay. in. It's like, I'm going to change the rain for us, and then we're going to do hot dog, and then cookie biscuit cookie up right. my ass. It's, <laughs> I think they're just kind of like, look, we're here to dick around, have fun. and They're the offspring. Yeah, let's just we're crushing it with some catchy songs and we're moving on. West Borland can play the shit out of a guitar, man. So I was I walked away going, man, Limp Biscuit. I tip my cap. You're kind of silly, but that was fun. Yeah, I saw I was out in the crowd for Limp Biscuit for most of it. 
And then uh, I saw Toledo out there nodding that big bobbing, old head. Bobbing his, bobbing his giant. I was like, you be careful swinging that thing around. Yeah, it's like an ossuary <laughs> or yeah. a cassowary. That's what they're called. You can kill an old man. Yeah. I looked those up yesterday, speaking of cassowary birds. $20,000 a piece. Well, I, I don't buy a cassowary bird. That's like saying, hey, gorillas are ten grand. you are It's going to kill you. Yeah. It's designed to kill you. And literally from head to toe. Yeah. It has that, a hammer that, for a head. And that talon on it. The talon on its foot is, it looks like a bad... Velociraptor. Well, it looks like when people try to do like joke memes. And they swell something up, so it's like, ah, it's really kind of a bad Photoshop. Oh, yeah. That's the fucking thing's real foot. That giant yeah. middle is from another animal. And its head is like a rope that whips the hammer around. And if that doesn't get you, the, the talon is literally designed to disembowel you. Yeah. It doesn't just cut you open. It pulls everything out with it. <laughs> In Australia, they warned me. I didn't know what it was. It's like a big ostrich. You'll like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, but it'll kill you, mate. It'll kill you with its head. And if it gets you on the ground, if you even fall down trying to run away, it'll disembowel you with its tail. Like, why don't you guys kill them? They're gorgeous, mate. Like that, I don't care. A woman can be beautiful it. and stab me. I still yeah. hate her. They don't kill it because the world's most deadliest everything. Yeah, no, it's is in Australia. That's true. And but I mean, that's my question. Birds try to kill you. We don't. Why live in Australia? Oh, it's gorgeous. when everything is designed to kill you. Mm. You know when you're there. Everything changed. Like you think, I can take a couple brown yeah. spider heads on this mm-hmm. one. I think the brown snake in my wrapped up in my engine, and I think I can deal oh, with it. You stay in the city, and none of that shit's going to bug you. And that's why everybody lives in little pockets. The whole middle of that country is empty. If you <laughs> can imagine, we had Boston, New York, Baltimore, and Miami, and then nothing. And then uh, oh, over yeah. on the other side were Los Angeles. Yeah. That's it. Wow. That's the whole goddamn country. If you just eliminated from basically mid-state New York over to uh, coastal California and nothing in between. That's Australia. There's nobody in the middle of it. They hate... There's a city in the middle. Darwin's up north, but there's nothing there. Yeah. You don't want to live in the middle. That's it looks the beautiful. Oh, it looks amazing. amazing. It is. But then... But the oceans are filled with deadly everything. Uh, see, and that's why I would want to go is yeah. to go see the reef and everything. Oh, you can go to the reef. The but reef then everything's amazing. deadly. So I, get on the, I go on the reef, right? They don't have fiber water. They have fiber one, but they call it something else. I don't think they go by fiber. It's called something else. It's called like Cockeye Jack One. They have crazy names for everything. So uh, um, you're on this boat two hours off the coast of Keynes, Australia. You can't call it Cairns. They get, it's Keynes. So you go out and you're on the boat, and they take this catamaran out there, and this guy goes, All right, who wants to scuba? And I literally turned and like, well, I don't have a scuba. I guess I don't have any paperwork. Like, what do you mean paperwork, mate? <laughs> like, don't you have to have like a certification? And, nah, so. Come on, this is in America. Here's your suit. <laughs> and you put the suit on. You're scubing up. I've never done it in my life. They're putting weights on my waist and a helmet and all this stuff. And I'm like, this will be great. And he's like, I just have to make sure you're balanced, because otherwise you'll sink to the bottom. Or you'll just bulb around. If it's perfect, you can be able to swim. So mine's perfect. Everybody else is floating and sinking. And me and the guide's like got no time for anybody who can't do it. So you either figure out your weight. If you lied about your weight, you were flat fucked. So all the women were like floating. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, I'm 117. And they're really like 145. So they didn't get enough weight and they float. (laughs) So like you're scooping around and stuff. Right before we got in, he's like, all right, by the way, some things to worry about. Sharks. Probably not going to see any today. It's kind of a different day. They're going to be out feeding times three, four hours from now. If you see one, box it in the nose or freeze <laughs> as best you can. Don't panic. All right. If yeah, I see easy shark, for you to say. I'm going to fucking panic, but yeah. chances are I won't see it. Second, then he goes, and then he's this, uh, I forgot the name of the fucking thing. Harmless whale. 
floats around this this particular reef. It's not a big deal. Now we did have a German tourist that ended up inside of him for a minute. He's got a he's got a fucking mouth that's this spotted whale with no teeth that just opens its mouth, swims, swallows, spits out what it doesn't want later. Is it like the one from Finding Nemo? Uh, is that what that was? Yeah. I don't know, but it's they're like thirty feet long and thirty feet wide. It's like a two car garage for a mouth. Mm. And he said we had a German tourist got inside one there uh, about two weeks ago, swimming along, and all of a sudden it went dark. And then the whale realized he didn't like the rubbing. Poof! He, pu- he pukes him out. Don't worry about that. If it just goes dark unexpectedly, don't panic. Jesus Christ! So you don't know if you've passed out, if you're Jonah from the Bible, yeah. whatever. But like they're warning you of this. And then so the next thing you know. Uh, everybody's bobbing and floating because their weights are wrong and I'm perfect and the guy waves me like come with me and me and the guide are like 30 feet down and I'm starting to get like my head hurts because I've never done this before you have to learn how and there's certain breathing techniques that you're supposed to be taught not one So, I'm, but I'm doing all right. I'm breathing, and then my mask would fill with water. He taught me how to keep that up. So, I'm, and he goes way deep, and he just starts putting his hand over the sand, and out from there just comes this gorgeous stingray thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and he just gives me a thumbs up back, like yeah, fuck yeah. And then he gives me a hold on a second. Oh yeah. I'm going up, and he's like, stay here. So I'm like, okay. So I'm floating around, and I look around, and I'm like, he's gone. Oh. Like he was gone, lickety split, and I'm, I can't see anybody. And it's the water's a little murkier than it used to be. I don't think I'm by the reef anymore, which he told me earlier. That's where the sharks are. <laughs> so I start swimming back, and I'm like, I'm lost forever. And now it's like this weird kind of darkness is happening. I'm like, I don't know where I am. I'm thousands of feet from where I need to be. I'm lost at sea. You're like I'm dead. And I try to. I'm trying to <laughs> swim up, but I don't know how with the suit on. So I'm kind of just kind of going further out. And I go and I go and I turn around and I see something in the distance. I'm like, there's somebody. And I start swimming towards that. Turns out to be a somebody. The whole time I was doing what I was thought was miles away. The the darkness was the boat over you. I had swam under the boat, and I was literally 25 to 15 to 25 feet from where I'd started. That's all the further I went in like one little circle. I thought I was miles. Away. Yeah, because when I you see nothing everything. but endless around you, it screws you. Horrifying. And then I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get swallowed by one of those giant garages. And then that would have been back an interesting out. story. Though. No way. But yeah, they're unafraid of everything. I like how it starts out with, it's harmless, but it's going to eat you. Yeah, but it, it'll try to eat you. Don't worry, it hates rubber. We found <laughs> that out. What it does love is human flesh, so make sure your rubber is covering all your flesh. I like how they they just throw regulations to the wind. There aren't any. No, don't sign. Like, there's no thing that says, I'm like, do I have to sign anything? So what? Like, you're right. <laughs> I'm agreeing to do this. You're right. If you get lost and die at sea, no, that's your how the fuck is that my fault? <laughs> <laughs> I like the Australian's <laughs> yeah. attitude. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it's man. true in Europe. and Well, not Europe as much. Germany used to, like, let you drive on there. The Nuremberg Trail, that racetrack that kills people, oh. and he, they give you like a Mercedes and say go nuts. What do I sign? Well, what do you want to sign for? Well, if I die, I lie. Oh, we'll know when you die. Oh no, we'll clean you up and send you home. <laughs> Did no, no legal anything. But am I? On, you're driving, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Then it would be your fault. <laughs> How is it the track's fault that you drove into a wall? You're like you, you make a great point. Make a shitload of sense, man. <laughs> How come you would sue me if you went underwater and died? Yeah. Well, because you didn't train me. You said yes, dumbass. Yeah, you knew that when you said yes. You make a strong fucking argument there. I really can't fight. So. What was the coolest thing you saw in Australia? Jeez, uh, there was a lot of really neat stuff. I think the cassowary was pretty sweet. 
How close did you get? Far. <laughs> Way down the beach. He told me, be careful, there's a kiss we were down at the end of the beach. What's that? It's like a giant ostrich with a hammerhead and giant talon. It'll gut you. You're like, uh, oh, Jesus. I was not told this before. But shouldn't we kill it? Why are we talking about it like, don't go near it? Ah, oh, they're beautiful, mate. And they hate kangaroos there, huh? Can't stand them. It's like rats. To well, I uh, can't say can't stand them. It's their national symbol. That and the emu, I think, because neither of them are capable of taking backward steps. So oh, on, yeah. on their, uh, uh, one of their flags, it's not the flag of the country, obviously, but they have a little kangaroo and a little emu bird. Neither of them can go backwards. So that's their kind of metaphor for Australia. Oh, like always, always move forward. Yeah. And so, there was a lot of neat stuff. That's a great place, man. I would, I'd move there in a heartbeat. Best thing I saw, cab driver, when I told him about the kangaroos. I said, I want to see a kangaroo. You want to see a kangaroo, huh? My cab, he goes, all right. Spins the cab around, starts going the other way, and drives up a road. It's a big-ass dead kangaroo. He goes, got this one last night. Rats. <laughs> I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, they eat up all of our crops, and they're a scourge. Okay, well, You're like, back in America, we love them. Take a photograph of this. <laughs> You're like, I was hoping to take a picture of a live one, but this yeah. will have to do. Food sucked, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But yeah, what, what's, what is it just like they, It's all natural, everything. They don't do steroids or anything. It's all, it used to be, this is 20 years ago, so I don't know if they've changed, but then they really just, all their food was uh, non-hormone, non-steroid based. Yeah, just it's awful. Just bad. It's like when you go to a Chinese restaurant and they say no MSG. That's what makes it so good. Yeah, it's like, I, I came here for the MSG. Extra MSG, please. I'll put up with the... Orange chicken, just so I could get that sweet, sweet MSG. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Australia's awesome. Man. Go, yeah. go. You got years to wait. Have your wife get a second job and get her out there. <laughs> she really does nice. need a second job. <laughs> yeah, that way you can work less. I know. I'm so, yeah, like smart. And then uh, Brady got some new wheels. Yeah, you got a new car. And Cha-ching everybody Chavez. seemed to be happy about it, except, except one guy, one person. Chavez. Yeah, but Brady put it up on Instagram. Because he works with Sanderson Ford. Which was probably part of the deal, like, I'm going to make sure I post it. Well, he got a deal from the place he endorses. They've asked Brady to do commercials for him, and he says, oh, that's great. And in turn, they made some sort of a deal. Now, Brady went and bought this truck because Brady has a job and can afford to buy a car. That's nobody else's problem. Yeah. Your failures are not related to at all Brady's success. And Brady's success is in no way causing your failures so you can't blame brady for having a decent life and you can't be mad about it because yours isn't as good and instagram and fucking social media are all about bragging about things so i don't want to hear anybody there's no way i want to hang out with anybody who starts a sentence with must be nice oh good sad sacks here yeah it is nice brady's response was savage it is pretty sweet i don't 10 years ago brady probably wouldn't have two years ago brady would have done that the guy texts over or emails over the thing and says, must be nice to have a new car every time you turn around. I have two jobs. I have to walk to the light rail to get anywhere. Yeah. And Brady's response, sweet. pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I was Should driving by the light rail yesterday. I don't drive a, as nice of a vehicle as Brady's truck. Not but Brady's you know truck. what? My car did look pretty nice reflecting off of that light rail. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. You're, all, all personally owned vehicles look great next to the light rail because yeah. you realize, ooh, I could be in there. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I've never gotten that. If if anything, you shouldn't care, but at the very most, it should be a, a, a something for you to strive towards. Right. Motivation, not yeah. be like, "Hey, Dick, make go buy a used piece of shit right. Honda." Well, how dare you go and uh, and be successful when I'm not? That's basically yeah. what it is. It's like that's not that's nobody's fault. I I don't 
tolerate that at all. If somebody getting in somebody else's pockets bothers me. You don't know what that person's story is. You don't know how hard Brady's worked or not worked, or maybe he doesn't deserve it, maybe he does, but he's still in the position he's in. He did nothing illegal. Yeah. Everything he's done is on the up and up, and he's knocked it out. He's got a specific talent that some people don't have. Some don't call it talent either. But Brady's got what he's got, and it's worked out for him, and he's found his niche. Yeah. You should be like, you know what? Lucky Brady, good for you. Yeah. That's a great thing. I root for that for everybody. Find your niche. Find something you love to do, and you don't work a day in your life. Yeah. And there's, that's not bragging. That isn't at all bragging. That's, that's taking the bull by the horns in life and saying, this is how I'm going to be. I want to do this for a living. Yeah. And then if you're really passionate about something, you'll find what you love. It's just so, I just find it so odd. And it, it's just, it's, if you can't, I, I can understand sometimes it's, a, it's hard for you to be happy, genuinely happy for someone when, they, when something like that happens. But you're miserable. But you don't not. have to say anything about it. It's very simple. You because don't have what, to what you should do is self-reflect and recognize the reason I'm unhappy is because I'm happy with I'm unhappy with me. Yeah, I it need to make to changes. With, it has nothing to do with Brady getting yeah. a new car. People who are mad about someone getting a new car are mad about their lives, not the person who got the car. Yeah. they just don't want anything shown to them that shows that there's a better thing out there, or that that uh, with uh, you know personal achievement leads to uh, better stuff. Yeah. And you know you don't have to like that. Look, I always say that if you find uh, if you find a job doing what you love, you won't even care about how much it pays. Yeah, like you can get paid dirt and live in a small place and not have a ton of like you know. Are you writing my um, bio? I am. I'm writing. Well, is this what you got? Oh, you're a mess. The uh, but yeah, the like if you find what you do to be rewarding, the money will come later. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it'll be enough because you're actually doing what you love. Yeah. If you're if you're miserable in life, you're going to find misery everywhere. And finding misery in somebody else's success is about as low a human trait as you can have. I think that's worthless. Speaking of miserable people who need a new car, uh, our very own Larry McFeely. Boy, does he need a new car! And first off, there's no way in hell he's going to post on social media his new car. Larry, he's no. already self-conscious about a new car, and he hasn't even bought one yet. He's worried that people will think he's showing off. He should show off. And he needs to show off more. Larry's very successful and very good at what he's done, and he's worked really he's hard. He's earned it. For it's not twenty-two years in this building. Again, the shelf life in radio. Doing what Larry's done is about eight months, and then yeah. you move to another place for eight months, and another place for eight months. To do what Larry's done since he's 19 is unbelievable, and he needs to treat himself. He needs to get himself either a he loves that Porsche Cayenne, do he it. thinks they're beautiful, and he's just afraid to do it because he thinks people will think he's patting himself on the back. But sometimes you need to pat yourself on the back. There's nothing wrong with treating yourself well. Yeah, it's, it's, that's rubbing it in is something, and there's a difference between saying, "Hey, you know what? I got this cool new car. I'm pretty happy, proud of myself. I treated myself to it," and saying, "Look what I've got. You can't afford it, fucker." Yeah. There's a difference. Larry's earned it. If you ask me, I think the company should give him a Porsche Cayenne. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get. That. I told years. him, I'm like, dude, it, it's <laughs> it's been almost 25 years. You put it, it's not like you just rolled in here and your dad owned the company and he's like, I'm yeah. going to make you the program director of the most successful station I have. All work. Like, you got here oh, because of you. And it's the most successful station, uh, mostly in part to Larry leading it. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it's in, yeah. So if he, hopefully he buys a new car. He says he's going to look. I still He keeps looking. He's been looking for about a year. Yeah. And he won't buy a new one. That's the thing that's bugging me more than anything. He keeps you looking at a okay. used one. Oh, I just don't want to go crazy. Some people are like that. I don't want to spend his money. And he keeps going like, well, I'm going to save the money for my daughter. Right. You're going to be real upset 
when you're older and she puts you in some second-rate home. <laughs> What's worse? Like his daughter, who's also like really well adapted and nice, is going to end up marrying some well-off guy, and you just save money so rich people could have more. Yeah. And she's like, I want more money. I'm not wrong. putting any of this towards a nice retirement home for you, Dad. Yeah. You're going in this second-rate facility in the avenues. You know what the good news will be? <laughs> On the drive to that second-rate facility in the avenues, yeah. Larry will finally get to ride in his daughter's Porsche Cayenne. <laughs> and she bought with the money he saved for her. And if he posted a picture... On his social media, and somebody went on there and said, "Must be nice." He'd I gotta go. Sell it. He he would fall apart. I would take over his social media and destroy it. <laughs> get out of people's pockets and get into your own world. It's not an insult. It's just basically like think about what you're saying. Yeah. Must be nice. It is. It is nice. Yeah. And it's, it's everybody's goal. Nobody ever says, "You know what? I wish I was. Uh, I wish I had less stuff and and I was poor." Yeah. It's not a goal. No. Nobody's goal is that. So when you have success, that's a good thing. And everybody has the opportunity. Hey, Except Toledo. for Richard. He wants a tiny house. Toledo's weird, though. But that's what he wants. He's an exception to that. That's what he sees as success. He's not going, you have a big house. Must be. He likes your house, but he prefers a tiny house. That's yeah. the definition of success is having the things you desire. It's, yeah. And Brady is not... Well, sometimes he is. He's not the braggadocious type. He wasn't doing it to brag. No, he's passive, passive aggressive. He's passive. Passive aggressive Brady's he's my a, favorite. Brady is But that post was not that way. No. That was not meant to be that way. A little. He was standing like Captain Morgan for no reason. He was pretty crap. There was a lot of pride. Yeah, but and he's he basically saying, hey, the deals are at Sanderson Ford. And then some guy's like, oh, I can't afford that truck. Everybody else was like, badass truck. Or yeah. you should have gotten this. Or, you know, F-150 playing around with them. is not like going around saying, hey, I just got the McLaren. Yeah. It's a $400,000. It's not. It's a nice car. It's it's affordable. He's done well for himself. He's earned it. He deserves it. He can afford it. I want Nobody's Brady to business. buy a, like a Ferrari or something. Oh, fuck and it. then be like, I bought this. I can't fit in it or yeah. drive it. But well, I don't want to see him try to get in this Ford. That's got to be a treat because it's got no steppers on it. Oh, it and doesn't? It's up there a little bit. It's a, yeah, it's up there. we got to get that for him. But, it's yeah. going to be like when Chewy the Rapper or Midget was trying yeah, to get well, up in that Somebody shit. said that on the Instagram. It's like, <laughs> I imagine that's going to be a lot like you getting uh, in that car. It's going to be like Chewy getting in a chair. Here, come back up. And a yawn. Ooh, that's oh, hard to do. Geez, look at you. Dude. You're just boring. Exploded. Wow, that's nice to say. One more thing. Uh, speaking of nice cars, I saw Terrell Suggs driving <laughs> around a brand new Here? Uh, yeah, Chevy uh, Corvette. And uh, he gave me a dirty look for no reason. That was weird. Well, he hates you. Yeah. Because you were staring at him on the side. No, I was trying well, most to. most people there who are carrying car- signs on off-ramps get stares. So get used to it. <laughs> I was getting off the freeway. There was a car broken down the one lane. I was trying to get over. He was getting off the freeway as well, but it way faster than he needed yeah. to be. And I went to get over, saw him coming, so I got back over to wait for him to go, and he just kind of gave me a weird... Yeah. But that's kind of just how it is. It's T-Sizzle. Yeah. He's he's a bottle. I told my wife, I was like, I think that was Terrell Suggs that just gave us a dirty yeah. look. She's like, who's that? She was, looked up she's like, it was! <laughs> what was on his license plate? Gums? <laughs> With a Z. With a gum. <laughs> Not anymore, though. So it's super fixed. extreme. Oh, he did? Did they yeah, cut? It looks much better. I, they do a gum surgery. They re- oh. recede your gums. Is it worth it? Because he used to have crazy gums. Yeah. Like Mr. Ed. When I, I, I was the office manager for a tow truck company probably about eight years ago. During the playoffs, he was back in Baltimore. His brother got a DUI driving his Ferrari in Gilbert. Dude, and we towed it, and his mom came down, who was hilarious, yeah. to get stuff out of it and sign stuff or whatever. And... Uh, She's like, yeah. She's like, oh, Terrell, that's my smallest boy. I'm like, what? Really? Fuck? Yeah. Man. She's the smallest of all her sons. And I'm like, and he's a fucking monster. He's a beast. She was too. She was. She's a big lady. She wasn't big and fat, but she was like six five. 
Oh my god. And I'm like, okay. Dia. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, T Sizzle. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, He's a cardinal now. Yeah, so good for him. That was very odd. He gave me a dirty look. I was like, okay, well, fuck the cardinal. You should so, be used to that. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Welcome to town, T Sizz. Yeah. Well, thank you, Johnny. It's great to be here, Jeremy. Oh, it is. Thank you. You're is that it? Have we yeah. started? We're done. We've, we've started and ended. Oh, shit. All right, good. You were bitching that you needed to get out of here. I don't so. have to go anywhere. Oh, well. I was just bitching that I had to do this. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, but I appreciate your time. I love you, Jeremy. That'll do it for this week, ghouls. We appreciate you downloading and listening. Uh, go to the podcast page on 98kupd.com if you miss anything HMS-related. And tune in to Holmberg's Morning Sickness, 545 to 10 a.m. weekdays on the Big Red Radio, 98kupd.